it's Megan and Nicole. Welcome to It's Cool Us Too, where we chat different parts about being a woman in your 30s and realize honestly, we all go through the same shit just from different angles. Hello. Hello. And welcome back to your favorite podcast. <laughs> We're in a weird mood tonight. Hi, everyone. It's Megan and Nicole. Thank you for turning back in. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> We're not drunk. I'm so sober. It's not even funny. Yeah, I'm so sober. I went out on Friday as per our conversation last week. Yes. Um, went out on a Friday. I've been a sober Sally since. And yeah. I'm feeling fresh going into um, going into my Tuesday because it's a long weekend in Canada right now. So. Yeah, um, I napped so much this weekend. I'm, I went. I, I also really nap today. I also got into bed at eight o'clock yesterday. <laughs> Lights off, <laughs> nine thirty. Lights off at nine thirty. I was tired. I did a pump class yesterday. I was so tired up, and I cleaned my shower immediately as I got home. But I got in bed, had a nap for like an hour, and then I woke up, went through the rest of my day. I was so tired, and like. I was like peeling my eyes open. What time eyes was open. your pump class? 9.30. Like. Okay. So not... you took a nap at like noon. Noon. And then I was KO'd. I was done. <laughs> so I just crawled into bed and I was done by like 9.30. Oh my it was God. Gl- and I woke up this morning at 7. I feel like wow. a new woman. Genuinely. Yeah. It's so funny. I was out super late on Friday night, which was a really fun night. Oh, it was so fun. It was like, you know, in those nights where you're just like, oh my God, I am just like living a great single life. I was like flirting with boys. I had um, people over at like 1 a.m. for like drinks after this like dance thing. Like it was my first time having like an after party. Um, yeah, you were in really the fun. pocket. You were in the yes, pocket I was. of the single had, girl vibrations. Totally. I had single girl smell. Yeah. And um, I also did my hair. I got my hair cut recently and I did my hair um, like straight with like a lot of volume at the top and like kind of like, like parted to the side. Mm. Um, my inspiration was Florence Pew. 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 Um, and I felt just like. Just like super badass, you know? I love um, that for you. Yeah. Where was I going with this? No no recollection. And moving <laughs> swiftly along. Um, How was your weekend? Yeah. Though? So you had it a great Friday. Yeah, I had a great Friday. Um, and then I've been up with um, in Brampton with a couple of my friends and their beautiful daughter. Um, I hadn't seen her since before I went to India. So it was really, really nice to, to go up. She's like grown up so much. Um, she's still tiny and adorable and, um, yeah, one and a half, but she's talking a lot more. So she says like mama and dada, and she knows, um, the names of their two cats and like was, you know, saying my name by the end of it. She like really understands a lot of what's going on, which is really special to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it was funny. This is where I was going. I was up late on Friday night and then um, probably went to bed like three. And then last night was staying in Brampton and it was like three and I woke up because I could hear Bromley, um, Bromley crying. And I was like, this is the splinter era. 
this is this is the perfect example of like within one weekend I'm like out dancing having fun flirting with single boys and then like two nights later I'm listening to a baby mother. Aunt Megan yeah I'm trying to figure out how to be helpful when a one and a half year old is is crying which it turns out um for anyone wondering how can you be helpful is just to stay out of the way I think um that so, checks yeah. yeah that tracks yeah that how was your weekend weekend my weekend was good it was everything I could have hoped it was going to be and then so much more because of all the naps I took <laughs> I don't remember I can't remember what I say in the podcast which is not great but um I didn't want to do anything this weekend I didn't want to talk to anyone like nothing and to be fair I did talk to people I had lunch with my friends. I think that's good. I think it's good that you spoke to other humans. Yeah. I Sometimes I take my hermit to like an extreme and it's not healthy. Um, but I had lunch with my friends, uh, Kasha and Ainsley on Friday. Um, this week at work was just like nutso. Um, so it was nice to kind of like swoon into that. And then I did a pump class with my sister I talked to my cousin at one point, like had a FaceTime with him. And then this morning, my mom and sister came over. I hosted like a little brunch for us. And we were talking like wedding stuff and all of that exciting, exciting bits. And yeah, it was great. Like this weekend, I I feel more human again because I've slept, but I also still feel slightly nauseous at how much has to happen in the next few weeks and how far behind with the, I am. With the wedding? With my life. Between oh. like work and I've got like stuff on my list. Uh, I've, I'm going to the Dominican for work. And so I've got stuff I have right. to do to get ready for that. And uh, flying down to Toronto this weekend for your birthday. For my birthday. Yeah. So it's uh, it's going to be something. So we're trying to come up. We'll do it. We'll do an episode at some point on single girl calendar calendar management, because let me tell you, I need it. I would take a master class from someone right now on how to get my life in order because (laughs) I going, it's so weird. I went from like the pandemic of being so bored and so alone and like so lonely because of the splinter era, which we'll talk about. Mm. And I feel like over the last year, my life has just become so much more full and I've added so many more things and some of my friends are kind of coming out of like, they're now kind of coming back to Able me to in a little bit. bit more. And yeah. it's just, and like I signed up for volleyball and you know, there's just like, I, I really added a lot to my plate <laughs> Yeah, and I'm exhausted. And so I'm not doing the things that I should be doing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, let's classic let's dilemma. That. Yeah, an excellent um, transition. I'm getting better. <laughs> yeah, killed it. So, for anyone who doesn't know what we what we mean when we say splinter era, I did Google it. Um, nothing comes up. This thing about the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles comes up, which um, I don't know anything about that. But if anyone does, please <laughs> please message in because I was like, what? I don't have time to go down this rabbit hole, but. It's a lot of Splinter content from uh, yeah. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Okay. But essentially what the Splinter era means um, or what it's talking about is like what happens between friends as we get older, specifically in our, specifically for us, 
um, when you're in your thirties, um, it's talking about female friendships and kind of like how we're all kind of going off and splintering off into different directions. Um, and then I was like, again, Googling like friendship in your thirties, all this stuff. And there was this really interesting Atlantic article that talked about how essentially they were referencing and I'll, I'll, um, add a link to the show notes on this, but they were referencing the fact that there used to be a lot more synchrony to our lives. Like people would do things more at the same time. And now in the modern world, like that's less common, common. Um, there's actually, so this is a direct quote. There's little synchrony to our lives. We have kids at different rates or not at all. We pair off at different rates or not at all. We move for love, for work, for opportunity and adventure, for more affordable real estate, healthier lifestyles, better weather. Like there's that like independence um, and that ability to to splinter off and do whatever we want is really exciting. But it also has, um, can have a negative fall fallback. That's not the word I'm looking, fallout um, on our friendships. Or, or maybe it's not negative, right? Like I think- there are some, some, for me personally, I've experienced some negatives that I try and sort of reframe into positives, but it can be hard. Yeah. Essentially to manage friendships in your thirties as you're all doing different things. Yeah. I also think it's interesting when you were talking about like moving and stuff, I was like, well, maybe did you and I, cause I think now it's funny cause we're like in this one place and we feel like our friends have splintered in some ways from where we're at. But I feel like when you look back at where we were in our 20s, I think both of us splintered from where our friends were in the same yep. place because we moved away. And um, we now it's like I've come back, I've regrounded, I'm here, I'm living my life. And simultaneously as the pandemic hit, all of my friends started having kids. So it was like a double whammy mm. <laughs> at the the same time. But it's... I feel like I'm kind of on the other side of my splinter era. And I feel like even though we're, yeah, weirdly, like they're still very much like pregnant and having kids, but I feel like I'm kind of coming on the other side of it. Even though we're in different places, I feel like we're back at like parallels and we're not like two opposing lanes, if that makes sense. I can explain a little bit more if you know what I mean. No, I think that makes sense. I think it's... I definitely don't feel like I'm on the other side of it. I feel like a lot of my friends are in Toronto. They're like a little bit more similar in terms of where they're yeah. at um, with the like getting married, having children, um, sort of settling down, like buying property, like that type of stuff. Um, lifestyle wise, it still feels like I have people that are in a similar place too. So I feel like we're, we're starting to experience, I'm still experiencing some, some of it, but we're starting to experience more of it, um, more of it here. Um, but yeah, I mean, some, I was trying to think of some examples of like what has maybe changed in my thirties or things that I experienced where I'm like, that's a splinter. I mean, I referenced, uh, you know, going out on a Friday night and waking up to a baby crying at 3am on a, on a Sunday night and being like, wow, all in one weekend. Um, but like people talk about how, you know, scheduling is a nightmare as you get older in your thirties and like, you know, your lifestyle or the things you do are, are different in terms of like going out and having fun. Um, but like 
there's challenges that I experience that I find harder to manage. Like, I feel like those are just, um, that's just par for the course now. Yeah. This idea that like scheduling is harder and your lifestyle changes, but things like big life events and how, and, and I don't mean that, um, like my friend Bridget, who I was visiting this weekend, she can't come to my birthday for a bunch of reasons, but, um, like I wasn't able to come to her, her husband, Kyle's 40th. And like, I also didn't make it to her birthday, um, because of competing priorities, but it's like, that used to be so important to me in my twenties, this idea that like everyone had to be at these like huge life events. Yep. Um, I don't know. Do you, I don't know if that's the same for you, but I feel like reframing what's important, um, it, it becomes less about those big life events and more about the like day to day. 1000%. And I would say the thing that was <clears throat> the biggest shift for me was when I started to look at my friendships and the relationships that I have in terms of quality over quantity. I don't need to see you all the time. I don't need mm. to, you know, even be texting you day to day. But what I do need is when we are connected, it's meaningful. Mm. And it it fuels me in some way, or I feel connected to you. Um, and I think that's what I started prioritizing. And I think the other thing for me as well, that shifted my perception around expectations, not even around big life events, but just expectations in general for my friends was I tried to put myself in their shoes. And if I was in their shoes and had a new baby or, you know, and all these other things in their life that's going on. And that's not to devalue or say that the stuff going on in my life is less important. But mm. I started to put myself in their shoes and think, okay, if I was in that position going through what they're going through, what would I need from my friend? And I think when you're going through different eras, <laughs> having a little bit more empathy and a little bit more grace, especially for someone who has consistently shown up for you. And then when you do get to connect, it's meaningful. I think that is a really important reframe as well. Because I was, and I'll be perfectly honest for you, like angry and sad for a while. Because, and I think part of that was the pandemic. It was just really unfortunate timing. Yeah. But um, I did for a while kind of feel left behind. And like we talked about this before, like I hated my birthday last year. I was so sad on my birthday because it was just like any other day. And that really kicked off me needing to make, you know, other friends who are in similar spots as me and <clears throat> invest more in, you know, putting myself out there and doing more things. And I really, truly feel like I have in the last year, not having my me friends too. has forced me to grow. And has forced me to become more full and push myself outside of my comfort zone. So in a weird way, it's been a bit of a blessing. But I think in all of that, I do think I've deliver, developed a little bit more empathy. And <clears throat> like I had two friends who couldn't come, Cash and Ainsley, they couldn't come to my birthday dinner. They've got two babies at home. Like Ainsley's is like weeks old. So she like really couldn't come. Yeah. Kasha is a little bit older. So she was over here, like hanging out with me while I got ready. And then like, we all went for breakfast, like for lunch this past week. So just because they can't show up in the same way that maybe you wanted them to. 
Yeah. When they're still showing up in that way, I think that's so important. Yeah. Showing up becomes showing up in like a, a different way. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's been a transition for me. Like, I don't, I don't know. I, I totally hear you though on the like sad and like feeling left behind. I think I've definitely experienced moments of that or periods of that. Yeah. Um, or like even just like the fear of being left behind, you know, um, like not even necessarily feeling it right now, but this idea that like, what if I get left behind? Um, I think like I definitely experienced when I was in my twenties as well as someone who wasn't in a, a relationship. Mm-hmm. Like I was like, Oh my God, it's happening for everyone else. And But specifically with friendship, I think another thing that I've experienced um, or like one of the things that I found, um, and it relates exactly to what you were just saying of putting yourself in your friend's shoes, is like trying to figure out how to be happy for friends. There's like two things, right? It's like, how can you be happy for people who, um, or how do you, you make sure that you show that you're happy for someone who's experiencing a milestone that maybe you haven't experienced yet? or is not a milestone that you even really care about, right? Like our milestones become different. Whereas when you're younger, it's like, okay, you go to high school. And then for most of my friends, it was like headed to university or you're going traveling or you're getting a job. And um, those were all things that felt very familiar to me. And now there's lots of milestones that my friends are reaching for or wanting to hit that I'm like, that's not even on my radar or it's not on my radar yet. Um, And showing, showing up for people and showing them that you're excited and that you're celebrating them for those things that like are not things that you are going for right now yourself. It's a, it's a weird sort of subtle nuanced thing, but it's something that, um, I want to get better at. I feel like I could actually teach a masterclass in this. Oh my God. Because I've gone through it and like felt all of the emotions and I do feel like I'm on the other side of it. And I'll explain a few different scenarios. I think I've expressed on the podcast before I want to be a mom. I know that's, that's my future. Like I know that's there for me and what I want. Maybe what I haven't been as transparent about is my last relationship ended because we diverged on the topic of kids. Yeah. Like we just didn't want the same things. I moved home and very quickly after I moved home, one of my friends announced she was pregnant after I ended a very long-term relationship because we did he like, we just weren't on the same page with kids. That was very difficult. And Mm. subsequently from that, as things progressed over the last few years, it was just like one after another, all my friends were having kids. And there's definitely a part of you, I think early for that one rent, like it was so, um, soon after. And I was really, I had a hard time separating my life and what I was going through from immediately finding out. But I've been able to somehow over the last few years separate and kind of hold faith that what I want is still going to happen in like the most amazing way and still be happy with, happy for my friends in such a genuine way. Like one of my girlfriends told me she was pregnant with her first child and I burst into tears of like joy for her because I knew how badly she wanted it. And I've had friends be very sensitive to the fact that that's not where I'm at. They've been very conscious of the fact that that's not where I'm at. And so I find Mm. them sometimes holding back details or not talking to me as much about it. And I've had to have conversations with them that said like, just because I'm not in this space 
does not mean I don't want to hear about what you're going through. And it doesn't Mm. mean that you have to protect me from like your joy is your joy. And I want to celebrate that because I love you. That is not to say that it's, there's not moments where things are hard or whatever, but that's about me. That's not about my friend. And another good example right now that I think every like little bit, I I get whiffs of it. It's not consistent and I'm still very happy for her. But like my younger sister's getting married. Mm. I'm her maid of honor. I'm not anywhere close to getting married. And I'm so excited for her because I love her and I love him. And it's such an amazing, wonderful time. Like we talked this morning about bridesmaids dresses and all these things. And it's such an exciting, beautiful experience. And I think if I wasn't more mentally strong, (laughs) I would say, (laughs) and if I wasn't so happy for my friend or my sister and like love her as much as I do, I think the feelings of being left behind, feeling like, wait a second, I'm the older sister. I should have done this first. Like those feelings could take hold way more often. And it's not to say that they don't from time to time. And it's not a jealousy thing. It's a, well, what about me thing? Kind of, which I don't really know if there's, there is is a nuanced, it's not new. It's not jealousy. Jealousy I think implies that you want exactly what they have. And I think there's like an air of, just sadness that I'm not there. Yeah. I mean, I think that it all comes from this idea that things are finite, that like there's only so much. Exactly. That, you know, there's only so much um, marriage <laughs> to be had or out there. Only are so many men. A hundred percent. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's not the case. And I think that's been the biggest shift for me in that I can be so happy for them. I can be in my auntie era. I can be in my maid yeah. of honor. Like I can do, I can plan like the best bachelorette. I can do all of these amazing things. And like, I'm prepping my speech right now for my sister's wedding, like doing all of these things. And like, I get joy from it. Yeah. And I think that's the important piece to not let it, it will inevitably at some point hit you in the face when you're least expecting it. But yeah, that has but separating to be the grounding yourself piece. From, separating yourself from the other person, and then also um, recognizing the like the fact that they're not related. No, like, they're not related. Like they're her getting married has nothing to do with whether or not you're going to get married. Totally, someone else having a baby has nothing to do with whether or not you're going to have a baby. Yep. Um, but that can be really hard, especially when we're programmed to want these things. And I, I'm not suggesting we shouldn't. It's just society does program women in particular to want to get married and have babies and settle down and, and be a, a wonderful wife and I, and mother. And I think when you've been told that that's the end goal, um, which we've talked about before is, is kind of mad because so much of life happens after that. Yeah. But um, when you're kind of told that that's what you should be doing, irregardless of whether or not you want it or not, there's this idea of, Oh my God, why am I not getting it? And like, how can I get it? Um, and yeah. do you know what I think the key is in all of this? Cause I was definitely a few years ago, more sad and more aware and more anxious by all of this. The difference is, is like I said, the last year and a bit, I've really spent a lot of effort filling my life up with good things and with joy and with adventure and with things that make me happy. And mm-hmm. I think when your life feels 
emptier or more lonely and you don't invest in yourself, it becomes that much more palpable that, okay, wait, I'm not in that era versus, okay, I'm not in that space right now, but I've got a lot of really other amazing things going on in my life. Yeah. I think what this all makes me think about too is kind of, and it's really related, this idea that we ask we ask different things of our friends in our thirties, but we also need to ourselves like level up when it comes to what we bring to the table from like a communication perspective. Like when you talked about, you know, when you moved home and you just had that breakup and one of your best friends announced that they were having a baby like so soon after, um, I imagine that there must've had to be some sort of communication around why your reaction or why your like feelings yeah were impacted or like what am I trying to say basically I think we all need to be better communicators as friends when we get to this stage of our lives because the milestones are different there is this comparison game that ends up happening and frankly like we're all just not experiencing the same same thing so being able to communicate about like this is how I'm feeling um, and have like an open dialogue about that is so important. Totally. And we, in, like in that situation, like the conversation happened later. Like my reaction was my, like I was still so happy for her. Of course. Yeah, yeah. You were just having an internal reaction to it. Yeah. But and then we talked later and like she was very like, because she was just so happy about her experience and what she was going through. Like it wasn't about me, <laughs> you know? And I also, and I've said this to my friends over the last few years, like I don't want anyone in my life to walk around me, like walk around on eggshells around me because I'm not there. I don't want that because that's going to create more of a divide between us. Um, And I think the other thing that is so important at this time too, like to your point about having really good communication styles, the thing that I've learned that's so important in this era is asking for what you want and making it happen. Because if you don't, you're just going to be disappointed. And a perfect example for me this year was my birthday. I, it was very important to me that I had my friends with me on my birthday, that we did a big dinner. I wanted a night out. I just wanted everyone to be there and, and do that. And that I asked for that. I don't expect anyone to just show up and create it. Yeah. I asked for it. I've asked my friends, been like, I need to talk to you. I need to come over right now. Like I've done all of those things. I've expressed what I want to people, I think, in a way more um, authentic way to myself because I also can't expect them to just know what I need or what I want, especially when they have a million other things going on. Yeah. Like it's it's just not fair. Yeah. And I also think there's something to be said too for like the weight of like, not everything is all that serious too. Like I was asking a question in my girls chat today about like, have you guys bought any clothes from like this brand before? And like one of my friends answered and then my other friend who just had a baby jumped in and was like, hey, not to size up your question, but I actually have like a health baby question. And I was like, and she like, we talked, they talked about that for a second. And then she's like, I'm so sorry, Nicole, to a side. I'm like, I was asking about clothes. It's so unserious. Like (laughs) baby health trumps all. Like you don't have to apologize. But like they're so aware now because we've had so many conversations about all of this. Yeah, you guys really have. You have. That they're so conscientious 
of the space that I'm in without making me feel bad for being in the place that I'm in. But that yeah, took because you shouldn't. No, no, but that took a lot of communication and a lot yeah. of back and forth and some rough times too, in all honesty. Yeah. But it's possible. Yeah. And I think like this comes back to I was you have to figure out how to have those conversations and they're like not easy to have. Um, like no one tells you how to do that. Um, no. And so, as you said, like it can be messy. And um, even for me, so not to do with babies, but I recently bought my apartment, which is really exciting. Um, and I have a tendency to like, you know, not that I wasn't excited. I mean, it's I could go into a very long story about this. Not very good with change. And so I maybe didn't feel the excitement right away. I was quite scared of this big, big change happening in my life. But um, I had some like, you know, I've had a lot of people, Nicole being one of them, who's like, they've shown up and built Ikea furniture with me and um, really celebrated this big milestone in my life that maybe doesn't matter to them. A lot of people don't really care about buying property, right? Um, or it's not within their means. And and so that can be um, a, a fraught situation for sure. Um, I've had a lot of people show up and, and kind of just like really get on board and be really excited. And then I've had a couple of awkward situations where I've had to like broach with a friend, like, why have you not even like come over to see the place? Like, you know, like, but part of that I realized is me not doing what you just said. Like, I didn't really ask. Like, I kind of expected people to offer. Yeah. And everyone is so busy right now in their life. Um, and they're not really thinking about, maybe they are, but most of the time people don't have time to think about, like, what am I going to go see Megan's apartment if you haven't asked them to yeah. come over to see the apartment? So... Yeah. It's just interesting. Like, I think there's a give and take. Of course you do need to ask, yeah. but you also want someone to be excited for you without having to ask. And I think that's also something that as a person, like you always have to, I think when you're not happy with other people, I think look internally and reflect on yourself. Yeah. And you know, that's the healthiest place. Again, I'm a whole new woman with therapy, but <laughs> if you can't, physically and palpably feel joy and genuine excitement for the milestones that your friends are going through when they're not milestones that you're going through, I do think that's something to investigate further. Yeah. Because I would be, just because my friends may not be in the same place career-wise as me, if I got promoted or when I did get promoted, anyone who didn't celebrate that or make a big deal about that, that kind of sucks. That's a milestone in my life. That's a really big yeah. deal. And a milestone is a milestone. And I'll give you a perfect example of what this, a good example of this. When our pod hit one year, uh, my girlfriends mm. here sent me flowers to congratulate us for the milestone and to celebrate That's that. So sweet. And like, it has nothing, like it is something so different from what they're going through. But that simple act of acknowledging this, acknowledging what's gone into it and celebrating it meant the world to me. Yeah. And I think, again, with all the communication, all the back and forth and, you know, the growth and asking for what you want has brought to a place where 
I think everyone's just been way more aware of what everyone's going through in our group specifically. Yeah. And I think, again, not to harp on this communication thing, but I think too, what you've just said is so important. Like the one year milestone of our podcast is not a traditional milestone. Nope. Like these milestones do not need to be buying property or having kids. Like it can be little wins, um, little wins as well. And having people along the road actually celebrate those is, is I think so important, especially, especially when there's so much pressure (laughs) to do well in every aspect of your life. This conversation also reminded me a lot of like one of our mutual friends. Um, she's in a new relationship and she's so happy and I'm so happy for her but she was one of my like single girls in Toronto, right? Like she was someone I was going out with a lot and we had a really good sort of like vibe. I mean, we had a really good sort of like conversation about it where it wasn't even really a conversation. It was like, I'm so happy for you. It was the first time I'd seen her since I got back from India. She's telling me everything about this new relationship and I'm saying like, I'm so happy for you. I'm going to need a minute. And it's not because I'm not happy for you. It's because I just need like, I want to be able to show you how happy I am for you. It's like Sam like, in Sex in the City when Carrie calls her to tell her that she's getting married to Big and she's like, has a weird reaction. And she's like, listen, I had you in the we're never getting married file. And now I have to move you into the she got married file and, you know, all the paperwork. And it's a very real thing, moving someone from a it's category. Just, and it's not, it's not even for, like, I mean, I always knew she was going to meet someone, but it's, it's this weird, like, okay, let me reframe my expectations. Let me remember how excited I am. Let me tap into that feeling and be like, okay, this is not about you. This is about your friend and how happy she is. And, um, she was handled that really, really, really well. She was like, no, I totally get it. Like, this is a huge change. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and it's been great. You know, like it's, it's been awesome, but being able to acknowledge that I think is the most important thing. Just being able to say like, listen, this is a reframe for me. Give me a second. I'm so fucking excited. Like I'm so fucking excited, but this is a change in layout. Yes, exactly. Man, this was like, um, two minutes, I think, or two, sorry, two questions of the like 10 questions that I had written down. This is going to be a two parter. Yeah. This is going to be a two parter, which I think is important. I also just want to acknowledge, because I think sometimes (laughs) <laughs> especially for people that I call and I'm like sobbing to, i.e. my sister. And then you hear me on here and I'm like, so like, ah, uh, like about like and positive about <laughs> stuff, like shit sucks sometimes. And I think, yeah. Oh yeah. The, when you feel the moments of like, when you feel the negative effects of splinter era, when you feel disassociated from your friends and what they're going through, sit in it. Don't try to fight it. Mm. Like, Acknowledge it, sit in it, let it out, and then move on. And I think, again, the only reason I've gotten to the place that I'm at is because I sat with it, I acknowledged it, I worked through it in some ways, and moved on. Yeah. But, like, things aren't always sunshine and fucking rainbows. No. And I think, too, this makes me think about one of the other questions I'd written down of, like, we talked a lot today about holding on to the friendships that matter a lot to you and communicating through challenges. But I do think that there are people that you inevitably lose touch with in this phase of your life. Um, Maybe not just because you're going through, you know, different things, but that is a contributing factor for sure. Um, And I think it'd be interesting, maybe 
let's do it in our next episode. I think it's a bigger conversation, but um, to chat about how you kind of know that this friendship isn't serving you anymore. Um, if you are going through different things and, you know, what that looks like, because I think it's really hard to know sometimes, especially with old friendships or people you've known for a long time. Oh yeah. That's, I do think we need to give that more space. Um, but it's so true. And I think that's, again, the other reason why you'll be able to celebrate your friends wins more is by really doing kind of like a, an audit of your friendship with a bunch of people at the same time. Um, yeah, there is one piece for today anyways, that I do think we can squeeze into today's episode, which is the pandemic, the effects Mm. from the pandemic. And do we think the splinter area era, Oh my God, I can't speak today is, was exacerbated by the pandemic. Because you have a whole thing here about... We do. I have a whole thing. You do. Um, do you want to read it? Yeah. So um, I think that there was this... So with the pandemic, obviously, we all spent a lot a lot more time alone. Um, but I think that one thing... And like this struck a chord with me so much when I was... I don't even remember. Oh, I feel horrible now, actually. I don't remember which article this came from, but I will find it. Um, it was this idea of like the friendship reckoning within the pandemic because th- this really st- stuck out to me because I moved back to Canada when I, w- during the pandemic, because I started to feel disconnected from the people that like there was this, so the, the quote from the article is the ambient threat of death and loss made me realize that if I wanted to renew or intensify my bonds with the people I loved most, the time was now, right now. And I was like, ooh. And it's not to say that I didn't love the people that I was in London with, but I started to feel this pull towards the people in Canada that I had been apart with for the better, apart from for the better part of a decade. Yeah. As well as my family, um, of course. But I think that I, I, I think that I, I don't know, actually, it's like a very open-ended question. I, w- I would love your perspective. I don't know if that has an impact on the splinter era or if we feel like it's related, but I just thought it was interesting just given the time that it happened for us, like in our lives. Yeah. I think there is a moment when anyone's in their thirties where they look around and they're like, whoa, 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 wait, everyone's been doing this for so long and now they're in relationships or now they're buying houses or like why weren't we talking about this five years ago? What the hell were you guys doing to prepare for this? And now here we are. It's like financial advice. You're like, totally. what the fuck? Where were you investing for all this time? Yeah. <laughs> and um, I think the filter that the pandemic also lays on that for so many of us is this feeling of lost time and stolen time mm. in a lot of ways. So on top of being like, the normal, wait a second, everyone was doing this the whole time. Why didn't we talk about this? Like, I thought we were on the same page. What the fuck? You add into that the fact that you as an individual feel like there was time stolen from you because time stood still for yeah, like a year and a half, nearly two years. So it just exacerbated the situation. It's like I came out of the pandemic and all my friends, like, I went from maybe like a few nights out before the pandemic happened 
coming home from the UK. Pandemic happened. We're all on lockdown. Okay, we're out now and I'm ready to party. You're all fucking married and having kids. What the fuck? <laughs> yes. So I think for you in particular, it really did exacerbate, exacerbate it. Yeah. I can't say that word. But it was just like a really kind of like, wait, like I'm now ready to like get out there and like date and do these fun things and like experience my single girl era. You're like I'm healed now. I'm yeah. Healed. You're like, I'm ready. <laughs> Let's do this. I can finally be around people and like I don't yeah. have to, you know, you can mingle when you go out now. You, I don't have to go to the grocery store wearing a mask anymore. I can actually smile at strangers. And like, I'm like, I'm ready to like have this yeah. cute time now and enjoy a period that I haven't had in, in so long. And I had yeah. no, all of my, all my players were, uh, what's it like a sports analogy where it's like, they're on, like, they're like injured or something. Like on the bench. The, no, they weren't on the bench. They were fucking in the change room, getting busy. Locker room. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Go sports. Um, <laughs> but like all of my friends were like, they were tied up. Like they were on, like they were, they were injured. <laughs> I'm doing air quotes when I say that. <laughs> like they couldn't play with me. So yeah. it was a really jarring experience um, for me. And I it's weird because even now turning 35, like I still feel like I should be 33. Like I don't feel like I should be 35. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I do feel like for me that's the way yeah. that this, it, the pandemic has impacted um, or it has a connection to the splinter era for me of like – I just feel like I lost time, which I know yeah. so many people do, but like time to – Time to date, time to be out, time to meet people, time yeah. to explore, time to build new connections and make new friends. And that was really where I was at and maybe for people who weren't meeting that in the same way or were coupled up or whatever, it may not have felt so jarring. But it's almost like you're ready to run a race and you're like – you keep getting ready to like start. But they're not letting you go. And all yeah. you see is in front of you, the people that were in like the last like whistle are just getting further and further and further and further away from you. Look at you and your fucking sports analogies today. I go Taylor Swift. <laughs> um, but sidebar about the pandemic, the people I feel worse for the worst for through the pandemic is actually uh, teenagers who were like graduating high school and going into university. Absolutely. Because they were absolutely robbed from such critical milestones that they will literally never get back. Like I'll be able to date again. I'll be able to have whatever. They will literally never have prom again, graduation, first year university. Like it, it actually hurts my heart so much. Think about how important the first couple of years of university, of the, all of university. We wouldn't have, about, we wouldn't be here, Meg. We wouldn't have met. I mean, we might have weirdly down the road because of Kelly, but like it wouldn't have been the same. No. So no. anyways, that just hurts my heart and like, yeah. What a downer of a way to maybe end this. Yeah. Whoopsie well, doodle. Yeah. I think this is such a fascinating topic of conversation. I think um, one thing I wanted to acknowledge too is we definitely want to bring on people who are in different spots than us. I mean, Nicole, have, Nicole and I have different perspectives because yeah. we are in slightly different places, but I think we want to talk to, we have some plans to talk to people who are moms and people who are in very entrepreneurs, different stages of their lives. 
um, who are kind of going through this as well. So it won't just be all Cole and I. Um, although I know you absolutely love you that. You can't get enough of us. You can't get enough. I did the thing. Yeah, you did. Okay. All right. Anyway. I don't know. If you feel like this would resonate with one of your friends also going through this, please do share the pod. We'd really appreciate it. Message us. What you think. Message us. Rate it like pod. makes our freaking week if we hear from you. So Megan and I get like all giddy you. and we're like, oh my God, someone DM'd yeah. us. We're texting on the side like, oh my, my God, God, this is so exciting. Actually, what usually happens is, is this someone you know? No, it's not someone yeah. I know. Is this someone you know? Oh my God, it's someone <laughs> neither of us know. <laughs> It's so exciting when there's like no connections on Instagram. You're like, oh, this is a real Instagram, not a Finsta, and we don't know them at all. It's yeah, it's very wonderful. exciting. Wonderful. I all right. You. Thanks, guys. We love you. Have a good night. Bye. Bye.